0: Hi, in your corner divorce, friends and fans, I wanted to give you a little excerpt about my book that is coming out on Monday, September 7th. And I wanted to share with you two chapters that I think relate to stories that we all might connect to. And they are in my memoir, which is called Seconds and Inches, which I'm extremely grateful and excited to share with the world. This, um, these two chapters are chapters 49 and 50, and they are a little insight into part of the story that is told. Chapter 49, Fault Lines. I don't know exactly when it started, but I found myself editing how I spoke around Keith to avoid having more silent fights. I kept all my true feelings from him. We were only intimate on his schedule, and when I tried to talk to him about it, he would tell me that my sex drive was abnormal. Although I tried several different ways over the years to communicate how much that wasn't working for me, it never seemed to click, or maybe I wasn't being clear. It seemed like he had zero attraction to me. It was the loneliest I'd ever felt inside of a relationship. When I came on to him, he always had an excuse to reject me. Whenever we talked about it, I ended up feeling like something was wrong with me. I wondered if, as he had gotten to know me more, he realized he didn't really want to be with the real me. One Friday night, I told him I was considering leaving. He was so calm receiving the news. He didn't say anything except to ask if he could go watch a basketball game. Over the weekend, it was crickets. There didn't even seem to be a tension anymore. It was all replaced by an ocean of silence. One would think after your wife tells you she's thinking of leaving that you'd have further things to say or ask, but he was quieter than ever. I realized then that I had been hoping my threat would wake him up and make him tune into the relationship. Our problems were not singular. There were so many things that went into the ever-widening break between us. My marriage did not survive having a child with potentially fatal medical conditions. But it did not crumble because of it. Levi was not and will never be responsible for what happened between his father and me. What I learned about marriage is that it is a living, breathing organism that can only thrive if tended to by both parties. It is the one school project that cannot win an award if only one member of the team does the work. It will only continue to beat and breathe if both lovers are willing to put 100% of their heart, soul, sweat and vulnerability into it. Looking back, I saw through the clarity of hindsight that my marriage had deep cracks before there were ever children. We had very different ideas about a handful of personal values that we would not discover until life presented them to us. There was no betrayal, but there was neglect. The loneliness that lived in our master suite was smothering, but whenever I brought it up, we could not discuss it for too long. He wanted to blame me and I wanted to blame him. Looking back, I see a tableau of the two of us sitting on the edge of the bed in our custom designed master suite inside our dream home that we built together, scowling and pointing fingers at the other. Chapter 50, Dream Home. I have lived in my actual dream house. I designed it from visions in my mind. I contributed to the blueprints, used my own hands in the building of the foundation and chose every color, tile, finish and vintage light fixture. I believe that beautiful house kept my marriage together for a time because our strength as a couple was one that could only be exploited in that project. We really enjoyed antiquing and we have very similar architectural tastes. It became this physical structure that held us together through that time. It was built on land that my parents gifted us, and the inside was adorned with wallpaper flown in from England, a fire mantle from the turn of the century, exquisite crown molding and crystal chandeliers. But even all that beauty couldn't keep our marriage from falling apart. To start, we couldn't afford to live there. No matter how much we cut back, we couldn't make it work. But the bigger problem was that although the house itself was our dream, the home we created inside of it wasn't. For a while I thought it was the money. I offered the idea to sell our dream house, which would allow Keith to quit the job he despised and we could buy a small home within our means and have less stress and more time together. But he didn't want to live in a small house and for him the time spent at the job he loathed was worth it for the money he would one day make. I asked, what is the number that would justify the loss of our marriage? But he couldn't hear me. We had been to couples therapy on and off for years, and it was the same conversation. I was unhappy, and he was just fine. No matter how much I exercised or what I did to my body to be attractive, it was as if I was invisible. I was a woman walking around a man who couldn't see me or hear me. Regardless of how confident and strong I had become, not feeling wanted by the only man who was supposed to desire me made me feel lonely, even while lying next to him. I did everything I could to invite him into the dance of growth and change that could help us reconnect. But it was as though I had no one to dance with. No matter how I asked or how many times I repeated it, he couldn't hear me. He wouldn't begin to fight for us until I had finally given up. On the night I finally gave up, we set the boys up to watch a show and talked. We sat on opposite sides of our king-size bed, staring away from each other. He brought up how I always wanted him to be more than who he was. More open, more connected, more physical, more romantic, and more communicative. But this time, when he brought it up, it didn't seem like my request was such a crime. This time, it seemed like a reasonable request from a spouse to their beloved. I agreed that I did want more. And it seemed that he wanted less. He wanted me to be less needy, less physical, less communicative, less demanding, less inappropriate. I wanted more Keith and he wanted less Carly. When I said those words out loud and he agreed, I felt the end roll down my cheeks with the tears. I had worked so hard to get to a place where I not only felt like I was good enough, but where I loved the woman I had become. And now I had to face the house shattering truth that I was in a marriage where my husband didn't want to choose the woman I had worked so hard to choose. Once I understand a truth within myself, I can't pretend like I don't know it. I couldn't live holding a grenade after the pin had been pulled, smiling and acting like everything was great. Sharp pains in my belly and constant nausea plagued me. I worried that because of my previous suicide attempt and history of countless psych meds, people took me less seriously when I said I was struggling or unhappy. People tended to chalk it up to a propensity for drama on my part. This made me doubt the validity of my own feelings and question what I knew was true deep inside. Levi's medical situation was also a distraction from the problems in our marriage, putting any action about it on permanent hold. Between the marital unrest and the progression of Levi's unexpected illness, I struggled silently. There was not enough concealer in the world to hide the dark circles under my eyes. That is a little snippet of the massive story that I wrote and I hope you are interested and would like to read it. It's available on Amazon, it's available on Barnes and Noble, and some other small book sites. I will post in the episode notes how to reach it and how to order it. I am also having my audiobook come out with me reading it in a few weeks, which I'm very excited about. And I want to remind everybody, if you have a book club that you are a part of and you would like to read my memoir, I am joining other book clubs on Zoom calls to do Q&A. Um, My book is about generational trauma, is about gratitude and pain and divorce and being a parent of a medically fragile child and coming of age and suicide and drugs and falling in love with yourself and finding your worth. So if any of that rings true for you, please consider reading, And if you like it, please rate so other people can find it. Um, I'm really grateful for this opportunity and for my listeners. Thank you.